When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You guys have been keeping up all week. You know what's going on here. We're in Las Vegas. All of the shows, including that one right there, brother from another, we're here talking about the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. It's the Chiefs. It's the Niners. Now, talking about Super Bowls, Devin <laughs> McCourty, man, you played in five of them, right? Five, yeah. Played in five, won three. So, if you think about this, we talked about it all week. Hey, everybody getting excited for the game and getting ready for the game. What did you know? What did you learn in, what did you know by Super Bowl two or three that you didn't know in Super Bowl one? You got to refocus. <laughs> it's a long time, and I think when you're back in whatever city you play in for these teams, San Fran and Kansas City, it's easy. You stay in your routine. Then you touch down in Las Vegas, and it's come here. Your family wants to go to dinner starting tonight. Like, all of these different things, you have to remind yourself, we still got a game. I got to go watch film at the end of the night. Like, all of those things that you usually do, you don't want to not do it in the biggest game of the year. So, by my second and third Super Bowl, I was pretty good at Thursday came. I give my family that a lot of time. Then I'm like, all right, I got to go try to win a game. That's what was important. And so – you, you would tell them, oh, that Matthew, and that Matthew Judon out there just like. He didn't even play just, football this year. And his team was so bad. But he's down here probably promoting something. <laughs> you better ask Mike. I, I went undefeated this year. Didn't lose the game. Ask my producer. He's back there, undefeated. See, this is what would happen. This is what this is what would happen if you had a live studio audience. You know, your live studio audience would be like, you say something and somebody, wait a minute, I want to dispute yep. that. Hold on. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I ain't gonna oh, say no offense. No offense. He's hey, hey, Matthew. Where are you going? He's he's coming on soon. He's coming on soon. Matthew Judon, with his offset, you guys couldn't see him. His little parting shot was no offense to McCordy and you ball. <laughs> he said, "No offense." What do you mean, no offense? They call me Milk Dud, man. You know I how mean, it come goes. Come on, like all these, all the jokes. Okay, all right. We'll have some for him later. But did you ever tell your family back to the Super Bowl thing? Did you ever say, "All right, I'm not gonna be able to hang out, hang out with y'all during Super like period." No Forget doubt. About a lot of time. How about not at all? Yeah, I mean, the first one I ever played and I lost. So we all felt that feeling of losing. Yeah. So from that point on, anytime I I would say something to them, they like. Cool. We want to we want to win too. That's the yeah. thing. When you win the Super Bowl, it's not just you celebrating. Your family's on the field. Can my mom, when me and Jay won Super Bowl Fifty Three, she's on the field. Confetti, angels, like our kid. So it's everybody. So they understand. We we all want to do what we can do because it's depressing going to the Super Bowl party after you lose. Because the party happens. The I don't party know if people happens. realize the party happens 
win or lose, yep. you go to the party and it's brutal when you lose. Say, it's brutal. Like we had J Lo in Minnesota, and J Lo's up, she's rocking. You're, you're just like, sad. You're like, like think right. about that. We grown men talking about J Lo up there dancing, yeah. singing, crushing it, and everybody just depressed, just drink, drinking away your sorrows and hugging each other, telling each other you love them, but realizing the team won't be the same, right? And you didn't leave the way you wanted by winning the Super Bowl. You know, uh, Tom, in that Super Bowl, that Minnesota Super Bowl, I think he threw for 505. Unbelievable. 505. Problem was Nick Foles threw for 463. Right. (laughs) And and you lose that game. So Brady says yesterday that he's surprised that that Belichick doesn't have a job. How about you? Are you surprised? I I am. And I know we're going to talk about the trends of the league, and they're going younger, and it's more collaborative. The guy can coach football at a high level. And I'm just surprised no one said, you know what? We want to make this work because you can coach football. And I, I was really shocked that it seemed like it was only the Atlanta Falcons that even kind of thought about the idea of bringing them. That other teams didn't even bring them in and say, hey, what would you want to do? How do you see it? Like, to me, his knowledge and what he's done, his experience, it just felt like more teams would at least want to check it out. Yeah, and, and some of the stories are, uh, and we'll get to it later in the show, but, you know, Mike Lombardi, who used to work with the Patriots, yep. uh, very close to – Bill Belichick essentially said, uh, he said yesterday, the Falcons didn't want to do some of the things that yeah, he won't, yep. that Bill Belichick wanted to do. They wanted to put in workout bonuses, for example, off-season workout bonuses, and they didn't want to do that. Now, I know you know all about that with Bill. Did you like that? Did you like that that, that was sometimes sometimes tied into contracts? Hey, you can get this little extra if you work out here. So I always felt like it was leverage. So I had one workout bonus one year, my whole, whole 13 years, because – you know, it's about leverage. So right. once I became each year, though, I never signed an extension. I always was a free agent. So every time I'm like, hey, this is what we got for you. I'm like, yeah, well, this is what they got for me. So now you can go back and forth and you can negotiate it. But it's a leverage thing. So teams are always going to use that because And Bill so the Falcons didn't want to do that. And it, to me, it's surprising because it's like the players shouldn't want to do it. But to me, as the Falcons front office, it's like, why are you so against this? I, and I don't know what it's coming from, why they right. feel that way. But I always said players have the right to not put in a workout bonus. If you tell a team, like, hey, I don't want that, then you have the right to go to another team because no matter what, the contract's not going to be perfect either way. So, But I, to me, that's weird to hear a team say, you want workout bonuses? No, we don't want you. Like, that's just awkward. Yeah, and, and that among other things, Yeah, yeah too. no doubt about it. I, mean, I think they – we're a little concerned about their structure. You know, people get think, territorial. And I think because of the last few years in New England, it's now turned into do we think Bill Belichick is going to be accepted by our players or different people? And it's like this guy has been a part of multiple Super Bowl teams as a head coach, as a defensive coordinator. Like, what do you, if you want to win, I always tell people winning is fun. No team that loses, but the coach is cool. They don't walk away from the season like, hey, I can't wait to do this again. No, you want to win. Yeah, and, and people think it's funny because I know you know this better than most. People think that you can't with Belichick, you can't like tell him a joke, or you can't like like laugh around him. I'm sure you've gone at him and been like, "What are, what are you talking about, Bill?" Whatever. I, I thought it was funny. I forgot which guy was saying that like you would tell Bill things in a meeting or like in a captain's meeting to get him off task to just like, all right, he's going to talk about this, and then we're going to look up. I think it was Brady said in their quarterback meeting. Yeah. You would try to talk about different things, him and Hoyer, and then he would go on a tangent. He'd be like, oh, man, Bill, we got to – because, like, that's how he – like, he gets talking about – if he gets talking about Lawrence Taylor 
in the 80s on the Giants, it's over with. You're going to be there for hours and tell stories, tell about get like all of these things. But like that's him. You'll laugh, you'll joke, but it's going to be a time to work and you're going to get better and he's going to show you things that is going to help you win football games, ultimately what everybody wants to do. Now, speaking of work, workouts. I want to talk about workouts. You're a member of the media now. You are a media member, part of the NBC family. Thank you. Doing a great job. You're no longer a rookie. Uh Okay? (laughs) You're no longer a rookie. Rookie year is over. You are no longer a rookie like in December. Okay, that was over. I heard you tell a story, and I was talking with Lawrence Jackson, uh, also from the family, the other day. I said, McCourty, I heard him say he knew it was time to retire. He watched Matthew Slater working out, and he described his own workout as an old man workout. Now, I want to know what Devin McCourty considers an old man workout because that's probably an exhaustive workout for me. What was the old man workout from your eyes? It was 45 minutes. It was, I was still squatting. I was still squatting. See, that's a short one. <laughs> so, I was still doing what? that. But then Slater would be stretching, but I'm about to go run. I was like, ooh, that don't sound good. I don't want to go run. I don't, don't want to go do sprint work. So, the weights was a little lighter, a little not lighter. as light as it is now. Like, now I know I'm done. So those weights don't get so anywhere as you're high. Not, you're not even like, coming close to what you – No, like before I used it. to squat 405 each week. And my strength and conditioning coach, when I decided to retire, he was like, just keep squatting 405 just in case you want to come back. I was like, there's no shot. Like I said, it's not happening. So do you still squat? Uh, you still do it? Or I'll no? put, I haven't put a bar on my back since then. I'm done with all of that. Forget it. Feel good though. Workout, workout, workout. What's Peloton. the workout now? Yoga. Now the workout. Now I grab my dumbbells. So any squats, they dumbbells at the side. It's not. It's not about tackling anybody anymore. It's about looking good on the beach. That's what it's about. <laughs> All right, before I let you go, who you got in this game, man? Who's, who's gonna win this thing? I can't. I can't go against Mahomes, man. I think. I think what he's been able to do, and I think in this Chiefs defense, um, they've developed their style of play now, and they're winning. And I think. I'm intrigued to see the San Fran play as much zone as they played the last few huh. weeks against Green Bay and Detroit because I think if you do that against Mahomes and Kelsey in that offense, I, I just I, I think it's trouble. You got to mix in coverage, just play some man to man. Kelsey is too good against the zone. He knows where the openings are, so um, I, I think Kansas City finds a way to get another one. And so it and. I said it was on the last one, but not quite. Because, you know, if you listen to Patriots fans and I know Patriots reporters bring it up, it's the elephant in the room for, for Patriots people. Are they getting close? Yeah, oh, everybody doesn't want it. My wife oh, is like that. Really? Yep, she's so, like. But why do you think that is, though? Why do you think that? Is? Because it doesn't take away. It, exactly. Look, I agree I with mean, you. Y'all want a bunch. And, and I, a bunch. I honestly think it shines a spotlight. Every time they win and things happen, you're like, oh, wow, the last team that did that was the Patriots. Oh, man, the Patriots. Other than that, it's just like if this was two teams and it wasn't Kansas City in the Super Bowl, we wouldn't even be talking about what the Patriots did. They wouldn't be a topic. But because of what they're doing and what the Patriots did before, it continues the conversation. And I think it's cool because I got to be a part of it. So I knew every year going in, it was like we're the favorite. Everybody's gunning for us. And to see somebody else now do that, and I think the cool thing is this week, the fan base might be heavy San Francisco in there. Oh, Devin. Kansas City's going to develop that yeah, underdog Devin. mentality. That would be cool to see. Devin, yeah, it might be San yeah, Francisco. I saw, I saw open I mean, at night. They're everywhere. Yep. They're everywhere. But I think part of it is, part of, the, part of the reason people are booing is because there are a lot of San Francisco people yeah, here. Yep. And then think about where we are. 
the Las Vegas Raiders, mm-hmm. Raiders Chiefs. Yep. They can't stand them. Don't come, don't come to yeah. our city and yeah. one another. How are you going to come? <laughs> like using, not only coming to our city, using our practice facility. facility you know, state of the art. Talking about how good yeah. it is. <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, we're going to do this facility right. Yeah. Y'all ain't doing it right here. Yeah, Andy Reid was like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is nice. Wow. Bill, Bill, they, Bill said the same thing when we practiced during the summer. Yeah, he was like Taj. This is the one he was Taj like, Ma- Taj Mahal. Yep. Like, they did everything right here, trying to get, uh, trying to maybe get Robert and Jonathan to. <laughs> Kind of spend a little bit yep, more money yep. on this. All right, so final thing, really, final uh, question on this. Former teammate, Gerard Mayo, coach of the Patriots. I saw you at the press conference. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a little bit. But more people have been saying there's just something about his energy, something about his swag that is just going to be welcome. And I think people look at the inexperience of Mayo mm-hmm. and maybe focus on that. But that's not it. There's something else that is going to – there's a reason you were a captain. There's a reason he was a mm-hmm. captain for many years. You have, you have the ability to bring people together and, and, and lead men. Yeah, he's a people person. I think that's something that he's going to bring that I told people right away, like, he can't be Bill. It's not in him. He's not Bill. He's super social. He, he has all those things. I think people saw that in the opening press conference. He's laughing. He's joking. Yeah. He's saying all I mean, I, I cracked a joke to him, asking him a question. He's like, don't worry, we're going to hang out tonight. And people are sitting there like, this is New England, and I think it's a, it's a cool day for New England because you have a guy that's your own, but it's going to be enough you know, different things and different flavors that he'll put his own imprint on the team, and uh, I think they'll be able to have success. I don't know how soon. I know in New England they want to see this team back in the playoffs, 12 wins. That's a lot to ask for coming off a four-win season, but I do think he'll be successful. I bet you wish you could do this on Football Night in America. We do this on Brother from, an era, uh, Bro- Brother from Another. Gary, say it louder. I can't hear you. What did you just say? Okay, all right. There we go. We're going to take a break. Devin McCourty, check him out. Former Patriot, but now a star on NBC. Hey, man, appreciate you. Appreciate Thanks you, man. Out. Take care. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously. Shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. (laughs) No one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal And when you gamble, betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because. Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. All right, welcome back to Las Vegas. Brother from another here all week. Chiefs, Niners, I'm getting excited now. I'm getting excited. Why? Because the city is getting excited. The city is fired up. On Monday and Tuesday, I said, I think I said to Lawrence Jackson, I said, 
I need a little bit more oomph in Vegas. It's been pretty tame here. It's been pretty quiet. Well, it picked up yesterday. It's not, almost like we added 175,000 people to the city. The city was teeming. The city was buzzing. And I heard from number, a number of people that the traffic was at an all-time low, meaning awful. They couldn't go anywhere in the city. One of the things uh, I, I want to I talk about this, I mentioned it to McCordy about a conversation with Michael Lombardi yesterday. Great conversation. Lombardi uh, has a new book out, his second book. Conversation with him. He mentioned something about Bill Belichick and why he's not in Atlanta. Check it out. Before this whole process started, Rich McKay wanted Raheem Morris to be the head coach of the Falcons. That's what he wanted. Oh, he wanted this from the start. From the start. Yeah. From the very giddy-up. When Arthur Blank and McKay called to see if Belichick would be interested, there was a conversation that McKay was not going to be involved, which would clear one hurdle to at least have Belichick talk to him. Okay? And then Belichick was told that Fontenot's going to stay within the team, which Belichick was not against that. However, there was going to have to be some things that have to be done differently than they've been doing in the poor. For example, there's no workout bonuses in the Falcons' contracts for players to come in the offseason. For Belichick, that's a big thing. So we're going to have to change that. Well, Fontenot and the boys, they didn't really want to do much of that change. And so that's not a power thing. That's how to build a team thing. Blank wanted to hire Parcells. Didn't do it. He wanted to hire Gibbs. Didn't do it. He wanted to hire Belichick, but after two, three weeks, he got talked out of it, and he's and he wasn't strong enough of his conviction to be able to say, "Hey, this is what I want to do." Most owners do do that, and I think that's ultimately what. So now you have, and I like Raheem. I think Raheem deserves a second chance more than anybody. But you're not going to sit there and tell me you're committed to winning. You're committed to winning as a franchise when you're picking Fontenot and Raheem. The same person that sent out a press release that said they weren't interested in Lamar Jackson last year. Remember that? That's right. Okay. Yep. So you're telling me you're interested in winning and you're not going to talk, you're not going to hire the greatest coach of all time. Who was willing to work with the people within the framework of the team? All right. That was Mike Lombardi yesterday. But today we have the very talented, and I don't say that lightly, the very talented Vernon Davis. Football player, entertainer, actor. I mean, you've done a lot. Uh, I want to talk about that because you got the you got the beautiful Smirnoff jacket on. We'll get to that in a second. But I want to talk about like your career post football. It's so interesting. I remember we talked to you on the show. What was it like a year ago? It's a couple of years ago. We talked about some of the things that you have going on. What's new with you uh, in the on the acting front? Yeah, well, I just finished a movie with uh, Steven Spielberg's daughter, Destry Spielberg. Great. It's called Please Don't Feed the Children. It comes out. She come out the end of this year. She did a wonderful job of that movie. Um, so just thankful to be able to work with her on something that could be truly successful and amazing. But uh, that's what's coming. Um, just continue to just audition and just work on the things that I'm passionate about. And is this something like I, I imagine as a football player, hey, year two is a little bit easier than year one mentally. Year four is easier than year two. When you're reading scripts and thinking about, you know, uh, uh, your, your body as, as in relationship to the camera and all these things, do you feel like, hey, I'm I'm thinking more like an actor or more like a film person than I than I do as a football player who has come into this space? Like, this is who you are now. Yeah, I think I, over time, just like football or anything you do in life, I think if you're doing it consistently, 
you embody you'll you'll embody whatever it is that you're doing and you get accustomed to it and it becomes a part of your journey it becomes a part of who you are as years go years go by and it's not going to happen in maybe in year one or year or a year and a half it takes time and that's what we have to I had to tell myself that because I became really um, started to get impatient mm. with like the process so once you just remind yourself and tell yourself that and then you everything's fine so uh, one of your former teams is in this game today San Francisco 49 well not today but on Sunday 49ers taking on the Chiefs when you look at this uh, matchup and just objectively you stand back and look at it uh, I know you had some great years with San Francisco who do you give the advantages to and why well I would say that uh, the 49ers they have the better offense in this game um, defenses they could have the better defense as well, but Kansas City Chiefs all, all around, they're a great football team. I can't take that away from them. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be in this position if they wasn't a great football team. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a low-scoring game because both of the teams. How low-scoring? Like, I don't think they'll get past 14 points. What? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I want, one of the teams are going to stop at 14. I just don't see them going above that. This, this is going to be one of those games where like have you say, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Unexpected. That's what that's what it's going to be. Um, but who do you think is going to win it? I think I would hope. I'm hopeful for the 49ers, but Kansas City Chiefs have they may have a stronger chance of winning this game. Okay. Patrick Mahomes is unstoppable, man, and and you can look in his eyes when he's made for these moments. And when when the stage is is the biggest. I mean, we saw in the game last year mm -hmm. when they played against the Bengals. We 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 saw that game. Yeah. That, that it was. It's just when the, when the game's on the line, he's he's ready to go. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I cannot take my eyes off this jacket, man. I, like, this jacket is fire, okay? They've done, they've done a really good job. So what's going on with Smirnoff besides the, the jacket that says Smirnoff and your name on it? Your name. So I can't even say, hey, can I borrow that or whatever? It's yours. What's going on with Smirnoff? Well, Smirnoff Smash, which is one of the, the latest products from Smirnoff, is they're, they're, let me tell you, this company is very innovative with their beverages. They've done a great job. It's a vodka soda mm -hmm. and 100 calories, which is amazing. Tastes really well. Tastes really good. Um, the flavor, it's just they did a beautiful job with this, pro this product. And we also have the Pickle Bowl, which is Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. Kay Adams is my partner. Oh, good. And we're competing, man. We're competing. Pickleball. Okay. Pickleball. Now is that your is that your game? You've been into it, or you know what? It's, I wouldn't say it's my game. It's a it's a hobby. It's fun, and we see a lot of a lot of times you turn on the TV. There's pickleball on TV everywhere on, you go, Vernon. Everywhere, everywhere you, go. you see it. Everywhere you, you go. take it over. That's right. But uh, it's it's fun. It's gonna be fun. Vernon, appreciate you, man. Thanks for taking the time. Always good to catch up with you. You too. And uh, and so your movie, uh, the the movie with uh, Spielberg's daughter coming out when? It'll come out late. 2024, I believe. Late 2024? Yeah. And, and what is a, a, a lie? You said the last question. Okay, next to the last question. If you could describe, because I really want people to see this, if you could describe your role in it, um, you know, your, give us some insight into your character. <laughs> well, I don't want to give to, I don't want to give it away. No, with, without spoilers. You like, um, pique our interest. Well, I play, um, I play a really dark character in this film oh good I'm, I'm yeah excited. yeah really dark character good. in this film it's uh I'm, i've always lately i've been getting those roles where i played a ritual killer the zombie the um you know just the, the, the antagonist pretty much 
I've been getting those. But I like it. It's fun. It's, it's fun. I like the process. It feels like football. You know, you know when you when you know before you go out, you know before you get out on the field on Sundays, you have to be super prepared. You want to make sure that you you're good on your catching over the ball, uh, over the over the shoulder balls, and your toe taps on the sideline as a wide receiver, just like that. I feel like that when it comes to the acting stuff. I have to be prepared when I go in front of that camera. Mm. I have to be immersed with like the the work that I put in. You know, that's yeah, that, right. that's 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 where it gets. That's the fun stuff. That's the fun stuff. Man, I can't wait now. Now I like see so you've done it. That you've successfully teased the movie without giving away too much. See, there we go. Now, now I'm in it. Now I'm in there it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Vernon Davis. Always good to see you. Thank Best you. of luck to you. Too. Thank you. Appreciate you. Okay. We'll be back on Brother from Another right after this. Live from Vegas. Been here all week. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NexGuard Plus, a Foxiloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Some good stuff. Allegiant Stadium, Super Bowl 58, the first Super Bowl in Las Vegas. It is taking place. On Sunday, Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers, and Michael Penix, who is here, will have a part in the Super Bowl somehow, and Starry has something to do with it. This is a fresh one, though. By the way, I thought, now, sometimes they bring the stuff up here and it's room temperature. This is a real deal. Somebody was thoughtful with this Uh and and kept this refrigerated because they, they must know that when we're done talking, I'm going to down this thing in one take. But Starry is a big part of your story today. Tell me about uh, Starry and the Super Bowl. Pretty exciting news. um, Yeah, so Starry is a lemon-lime soda. You know, uh, it has a crisp, clear, and refreshing taste. And um, it it, it hits different. It's something that I always try to get anytime I see it anywhere, you know, at the store. You know, it's it's perfect with any type of food. So it's an amazing drink. And it's making their first Super Bowl appearance this Sunday with Ice Spice. And um, I feel like everybody should tune in to see why it's time to see other sodas. Are you going to get a chance to meet Ice Spice? I don't know. I don't I, think so. I think that should be part of the deal. Come on. I don't know. I don't think so. You, you don't think so? Uh, this this game on Sunday, uh, we, we always talk about it. This is what fans do. Uh, probably football players look at the game more globally, more thoughtfully, but fans look at it quarterbacks. 
Hey, you got Patrick Mahomes, great quarterback. Then you got Brock Purdy, a quarterback who has to prove himself. Right. And so when you look at this, you're one of these guys. You're a, a quarterback prospect who is looking to get into the league. What do you think about the discussion of quarterbacks among fans? And, and what do you, how do you think your style of quarterbacking will fit into the league? Yeah, um, so as far as my style, you know, I feel like I could fit in uh, – any 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 program, any offense, you know, in the NFL, you know, I feel like my skill sets, you know, I feel like I have an amazing skill set. You know, I feel like I can make any throw on the field, and I feel like my decision making is is amazing too. So, um, but quarterback, you know, obviously it's it's a tough position, you know, in different ways. You know, and the biggest way is whenever things are going good, you're gonna get all the praise. When it when it's not going good, you, you're gonna get all the blame. You know, but uh, I feel like that's something people probably notice. You know, but uh, probably put put uh, behind. But uh, at the same time, you know, um, it, it's amazing. You know, I've been playing it since I was 10 years old, and uh, I've been I've been doing a pretty good job at it. You know, but obviously, you know, I want to continue to keep improving each and every each and every opportunity I get, and that's that's what I've been doing uh, these past few weeks, getting ready for the combine and stuff like that. But uh, as far as the two that's playing this week, you know, like you said, Pat Mahomes is he's like he's a sure Hall of Famer. You know, he's no a question. guy that it's hard to bet against Mahomes. You know, but um, Brock Purdy, yeah, he, he's gonna have to prove himself. You know, but he he's been proving it each and every week. You know, to to even get to this point to be in this big big time game at, at the biggest stage you know you know it, it obviously speaks volumes you know he has he has a lot of guys around him making plays as well but you know he, he got to get them the ball and he's been doing a good job at it you know michael you i i always hear you know coaches talk about it commentators talk about it i feel like not enough people ask athletes about the transfer portal and nil now coaches will complain about it. we got to do something about it and and commentators, it's not the same, especially pro sports. But the transfer portal it was a big reason you were able to go from Indiana right. to Washington, put up two great years, historic years there, and put yourself in position to be uh, likely first-round pick in the NFL draft. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about the whole operation? Yeah, man, obviously the transfer portal, I feel like it, it's, for, it's for you, you know, based on, you know, what you feel like is best for you, yourself and your future. And for me, I feel like as far as, you know, uh, my future and how I wanted to elevate and uh, become a better person, better player, you know, it was something that, you know, helped me a lot, you know, obviously as you can see, you know. But, um, man, it's, it's to each his own, you know. Um, I feel like as far as whenever you transfer, and I don't feel like you should look at the NIL side of it, you know, I feel like you should truly look at, you know, what's going to help you uh, develop and become a better uh, player, you know, because at the end of the day, uh, if you make it to the NFL, you know, you're going to see money that – NIL isn't going to show you, you know. So, um, now I feel like as long as you're focusing on uh, where, where, you, where you need to be to help you become a better player, to get you to, to the millions and the stuff that you want to see, you know, uh, in the NFL, you know, um, as long as you got that mindset, that right mindset, and uh, attacking each and every day, you know, you'll be fine. Now, Michael, sometimes the scouts are right, sometimes the scouts are wrong. Right. Uh, and, and I know I live in Boston, so I know about – Scouts being wrong, Tom Brady picked 199. I've heard that story many times. So they got scouts got it wrong there. But the scouts, according to the scouts, the top three quarterbacks are Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels. Yeah. What does Scout Michael Penix Jr. tell me about that uh, about that report? Where do you, if you look at those guys, where do you put yourself? 
Yeah, so first of all, I, I feel like I'm the best quarterback in the draft. You know, um, you know what other people's opinion is, you know, I can't control that. You know, all I can control is what I do on the field and uh, how, how I attack this process. You know, but at, at the end of the day, you know, I don't focus on the things I can't control. You know, I feel like um, my performance these last uh, two years and even throughout my career, it speaks for itself. You know, I feel like I'm a proven winner. You know, I've been able to win at, you know, everywhere I've been. You know, obviously I couldn't do it by myself, you know, but um, I, I've been I've been in tough situations at times, you know, and uh, we we had we, I had highs, you know, throughout my career, you know, and the lows was my injuries and stuff like that, you know, but um, I – I, I don't know. Best quarterback in the draft. I like that. What, what are your strengths? Yeah, uh, I feel like I can make any throw on the field. You know, first of all, you know, I feel like any throw on the field, it doesn't matter. You know, I can make it. And uh, I feel like my decision-making is amazing. You know, um, I feel like we took a lot of shots in my offense. And uh, at the, at sometimes, you know, it'll be teams that's, that's they're backing up. You know, they don't want to give us those shots. So I have to be disciplined enough to take my check downs and knowing that, you know, we could get a broken tackle and uh, get more yards off of that, you know, instead of putting the ball in danger. You know, I feel like I did that, you know, a lot throughout my career. So... Uh, and who's the quarterback, my final question for you, who's the quarterback that, I say, you're growing up, you watched him, and you said, that, that guy inspires me, or I, I can see some of myself in him. Is there a quarterback like that in the pros where you just said, okay? Not right now. Um, I, I feel like uh, I'm like a mix of a lot of quarterbacks, you know, but I don't really uh, see myself like as anybody else, you know, uh, other than myself. You know, I try to be myself, you know, I try to – uh, put my own little flavor to the game, you know. But uh, growing up, I did watch Mike Vick uh, throughout high school. I watched Teddy Bridgewater at uh, Louisville, and I liked the things that they were doing, you know. Um, you know, But uh, as of right now, you know, I- I'm just trying to be the best version of me. Man, uh, best of luck to you, Michael. Uh, just great to talk to you, and I can't wait to see what your next, uh, what your next step is on this journey. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Good All right, to talk to you. All right, thank you. Yes, Michael Penix, Jr., and he's going to be playing. He's going to be playing in a league where the field is sometimes – in question, the field is sometimes debated. Here was the commissioner talking about the very controversial topic of playing surfaces earlier this week. All of them think that's a very playable surface. It's softer than what they have practiced on, uh, but that happens. Um, it's well within all of our testing standards. Uh, it is something that we think all our experts, as well as neutral Field inspectors have all said unanimously that it's a playable field. How's the uh, the practice fields? Were the conditions okay that you could have a normal practice without any adjusting? Yeah, we had a normal practice. And you, we didn't practice there the rest of the week. Oh yeah, we're not going to change our whole schedule up. We'd have to go too early in the morning, mess everything up. So this is the best choice we got. Are you satisfied with that choice? Um, we're here. We're practicing on it. I mean. Everyone has their preferences and wish things were better, but we'll deal with the field how it is. All right, uh, back on the show here, Kyle Shanahan. As you can see, I think he's been trying to do a little dance. He's been trying to negotiate it. You don't want to sound like you're complaining about the field, although a field surface as you prepare for the Super Bowl, a field surface that is, uh, that is unsatisfactory is a huge deal. And... Who knows that better than a guy who has actually played in the Super Bowl? Solomon Wilcox is here. 
a former Cincinnati Bengal, former Minnesota Viking. And yeah, one more. Yeah, one more team. Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers yeah, of course. Don't forget. The Steelers. <laughs> but you played in the Super Bowl. It was yeah. one of the great Super Bowls ever. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals and Niners. A late touchdown pass from Joe Montana. I remember that. I remember but, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. But I know sometimes it sounds like excuses. I remember, you know, s- several teams talking about field surfaces over the last, uh, you know, last 10, 15 years, yeah. it's a big deal, isn't it? When your practice field is not quite right and yeah. you know it, you can't really practice the way you need to practice. Yeah. One thing you should never have to worry about when you're practicing or playing is having good footing, right? You should be able to play instinctual and be able to read and react. You need to be able to uh, assert your speed, your quickness, um, your explosive abilities, and that's what's going to give you a good feel for game speed. And that's why you have to practice fast so that you can play fast. But if you're practicing on a surface that's uncertain, more precarious, not only could it lead to someone getting hurt, um, it just leads to you being more uncertain about your assignment, right, and being able to carry that out at a very high level. Uh, Solomon Wilcox uh, does a great job on opening drive, a host of opening drive on Sirius XM. And if I ask you about the surfaces and like uh, there was an NFLPA survey 92% of players that's right want a grass surface I'll bet one person really wouldn't want a grass surface is your co-host Tory Big Game Holton but <laughs> who did a lot of damage a lot of damage on artificial surfaces uh, particularly with the uh, St. Louis Rams but do you think grass is it that does it make that much of a difference for a player grass versus artificial turf yeah, I just think it makes for a little bit more of uncertainty. The one thing you don't want, and you're right, Tori, the greatest show on turf, on right? Turf, not on so, grass, on turf. So I think that yeah. speaks for itself. Um, speed kills for offensive players yeah. who have that certainty of footing. But really, more importantly, you don't want anything that's that's too stiff, and you don't want anything that's too forgiving when it comes to footing. But you do want something that gives just a little bit because when you plant that foot in the ground, If it doesn't give a little bit and the knee buckles, you know, you're going to topple over. Next thing you know, they're carting you off, and uh, the day is over. And so when it comes to footing, we do prefer natural grass because it gives a little bit. There's a little bit more of a cushion. And you know what? No turf burns. Trust me, Mike, the turf burn, man, is something that uh, we all remember well. And not only is it painful, it can be very debilitating if it's bad enough. You know, you talked about, you know, I, I said, uh, oh, I remember the game between the Bengals and Niners. You said, I remember it, too. Now, at the time, I believe that was that was Montana's maybe his third one. That was his yeah, third Super Bowl. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Did you, as an opponent, you know, like, listen, I'll, I'll give you respect and all that stuff, but did you think at that time, hey, this is an all-time great? Or did you look at it as you were preparing for that game, hey, there's some plays to be made here. Uh, he's he's flawed. He's got some flaws we can yeah. take advantage of. Yeah. How, what was your approach? Because I'm just trying to imagine if you're a defensive back for the San Francisco 49ers, we're pretty much anointing Mahomes already yeah, and putting yeah. him in that yeah. rare air. Yeah. As an opponent, how do you look at those guys? Players don't look at other players in awe, kind of like the fan base does, right? We look at them and we see them for what they are because we have a body of work where we can go back and look at the film. So I would pull uh, Joe Montana, all of his interceptions. <laughs> and, that, and that is to let me right. know he's human. Yeah, he but can, he can I'm also one. looking for tendencies 
that says, okay, oh, when he throws it, it's usually when he's late in his progression and being pressured at the same time, right? Because yes. Joe don't just make mistakes all on his own. They have to be forced mistakes, right? This is a guy that played in four Super Bowls, never threw an interception in any of those four Super Bowls. So he was hard to get a, get a read on. And so I just kind of came in knowing who and what he was, which was a great quarterback. I was a kid watching him play at Notre Dame, watching him come from behind and beat people. Yeah. I was a kid watching him play in Super Bowls. Next thing you know, my second year in the league, I'm playing against him, right? And so what, by going back and looking at the good, the bad, some of the in-between, you had a real good feel for what he does. When we played him, guess what the score was at halftime, Mike? 3-3. Three, three. So that, that let us know. Um, you know, the Russian bleeds, if you know what yeah, I'm that's saying. Right, that's right. We can He's get... human. He's human, and we can get this. Now, he did have a great second half against us. They end up winning that game by four points. We had an opportunity to intercept him. Lewis Billups, one hitting right in the chest, man, he let it go. Ugh. And you know what happens when you have those moments? He is not going to give you a second chance. Right, you're saying, okay, and I, that's I'm not going to make that mistake That's again. right. And right. Pat Mahomes, I believe, is very similar in that way. If you – have a chance to get them, man, you better make it count. And the thing about Mahomes, you talk about the interceptions with, with Montana. He never did in Super yeah. Bowls. Mm -hmm. Mahomes, remember that stat about doesn't get sacked. That's right. I mean, that's got to be right. – yeah. that's really demoralizing. And how many times have guys been yeah. close to him? Yeah, like, hey, yeah. Oh, you know, something – I mean, I think that's harder to defend in a sense that yeah. – He's going to have he's going to have time to or he'll have time or make time. Oh, that's right. To make his throws. That's right. So if you're if you're San Francisco, how would you approach him? I mean, it's it's a difficult assignment. No, I, I think what you least. do, and and they have a feel for it because Super Bowl Fifty Four, Nick Bosa had a sack, had a forced fumble uh, when he forced Mahomes to fumble. Mahomes recovered it himself, but you know what he did on the very next play? He threw an interception. And that's why at the end of the third quarter, uh, the 49ers were leading in that game, 20 yeah. to 10. 20 to 10, seven and minutes to go. That's yeah, right, seven minutes to go. And then Mahomes lead. gets hot, man. Yeah. He leads them to 21 unanswered points. They win that game going away, 31 to 20. Uh, but I, to your question, how do you defend against him? You don't rush him to sack him. You mm. rush to contain him, right? You, you rush to trapping deep in the pocket. Yeah. That's what the Buccaneers did when they beat him in the uh, 2019 season, or 2020, excuse yeah. me. Um, and that's what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. Remember, he just kept drifting further and further back in the pocket. Yeah, he was trying, trying he, to make some impossible, that's the, uh, right. impossible throws. And by the got, time he would throw it, man, they would have to travel 20 yards to get back to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> right. And what? so you made him play on a long field. And that's how, They didn't rush him to sack him. They rushed to push the pocket. Make him throw from deep in the well. Most quarterbacks don't want to do that. The vision is obstructed. They don't like things around their feet because they want to step into throws. So you have to be very careful not to rush upfield and get beyond the quarterback. Mm. Then he'll just climb the pocket, step up, and he'll leak out on you. Now, now it sounds like because like, most people are picking, even though the 49ers are favored. I haven't checked, even though we're in Vegas, I haven't checked the latest lines. It's close, right? I know it's moving, it's moving. A That's lot of people right. here are putting some action uh, on both teams, but it seems like most people feel like Kansas City is going to win because the logic is I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, yeah. you're making a pretty good case for San Francisco. Who do you think has the advantage? First of all, I, Overall. Think, I think because you have 15, you have the advantage. 
because he is that good. He's not going to beat himself, if you know what I'm saying. Right. You're not going to force him into mistakes. Uh, he's not going to pull the pin on his own hand grenade. You're going to have to take the game from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He is that hard to beat. Mm. We call him the Grim Reaper for a reason. Because yeah. even if you that got him down, favorite. still Look at that. favorite. Yeah, see? And that's you and I both know that number is not expectation. That number is just to get some action. 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 <laughs> but I'm just surprised that the action hasn't, you know, it's been I, I see all these Kansas City fans yeah. around, but more for, more Niners fans. Yeah. I'm surprised that the amount of people saying, Well, wait a minute. We bet against him uh, when he was going into Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, they won that game. We bet yeah. against him when they were going into Baltimore. He won that game. Yeah. Now he's an underdog. And they seem to like it. Solomon, they seem yeah, to like it. Yeah, yeah, Oh, man. oh you don't believe, yeah, huh? Okay. Man. They, it's, that's because that's where they're at uh, from a maturity standpoint, yes, right? Yes. Because think about it, man. To move on from Tyreek Hill and still win a Super Bowl, man, that's, that's saying a lot. To win a Super Bowl with a bunch of rookies on your defense, three starting rookies on that defense last year were rookies. The last team to do that, win a Super Bowl with at least – um, three rookies as a starter on your defense were the 81 San Francisco 49ers. And, th- and, and, think, about, and think about those rookies, though. Yeah. Ronnie uh, Lott. Ronnie Lott. Carton Williamson. And uh, who was the other one? Eric Wright. Think about that. Eric Wright. They were bad boys now. And, and, they were bad. And, uh, and see, this, you, this is why your show. This is why I love <laughs> listen, listen to your show. It's just so much, you know, so much knowledge. Thank uh, you. Uh, not just about the current game, yeah. but previously, Pass, too. That's right, man. So, I don't think a lot of people, maybe if you're not under 25, yeah. or, if, or, if, or if you're under 25, you're under 30, don't realize. So Ronnie Lott started off as a corner. As a corner. As an all-pro. In 81, that's so he, right. So he's been a pro bowler at corner. Yep. And he's been a pro bowler at safety. That's right. That's right. I mean, right. that's just. Bad dude. I mean, that's, that's Bad crazy. Dude. And, mean, and, a, and a bona fide leader, like one of the most fierce leaders you're ever going to be around, you know. I Ronnie walk around here today, man. You know, man, you still cool up a little bit intimidated. You still approach him carefully, you know what I'm saying? Because he might have a flashback or something. Yeah, he's, he's got that look on his face, too. Like, that's right. That's like, right. I think that's friendly. I, I think know, that's right? Friendly. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Is he squinting because we're far off and the lights are bright he's like they are right man. now? Or is he squinting because there's a score to settle? That's he right. Couldn't, that's he right. couldn't handle it on the field and must yeah. do it right yeah. now. Uh, I, I want to ask you a couple more questions and I'll let you go. Um, what do you think about the trend here in, in coaching? We've talked a lot about Bill Belichick, yeah. who's 71 yeah. and out of the game, and Pete Carroll, who's 72 and out of the game. Yeah. But then you got you know Mike McDonald, young coach, 36. Yeah. Rob Mayo, young coach, 37. Do you think we're going in that direction where right, w- whether they have a cause or not, yeah. teams are looking at older coaches and thinking that, just assuming that they can't adapt and assuming that a young guy will bring something that that older coach doesn't have. Yeah, I, I think we're on a trend. You know, these things kind of go yeah. in cycles, don't they? Yeah. In terms of what ownership is looking for. Right now, they tend to be looking more um, for the younger guy. I do think the pendulum has swung a little bit more toward the defense, right? Whether after D'Amico Ryan's doing what he did last Great year. Job. Defensive coach. So I think they understand that the good pairing of a, of a young head coach, maybe on the defensive side, but okay, now who we're going to get as a coordinator because the pairing of the two seems to be a really good fit right now. I'm not a 
I don't have any problem with that. Um, look, when you go with an older coach, you and I both know for these owners, it costs more, man. It, it, it does. Yes. That's a higher price yes. point for yes. a guy who's been a head coach previously right. that comes in with an organizational structure, who doesn't want his hand held and told how he's going to operate in the draft. And so owners are like, no, I want to keep my hands on the control just a little bit. So let me get that younger guy who's willing to, what, share power, right? right? So it's, it's, they want. it's not only a financial cost. It's yeah. the cost of dealing with that personality yeah. who will actually give you pushback. And yeah. sometimes if you, if you, I imagine you own a team, like, yeah, I own a team. That's okay? right. That's I own a right. team, and I want to be able to say, come in there, and at least you have, you don't have to have be overly the deferential, That's but right. you got to yeah. at least acknowledge my That's presence right. as the owner of the team. That's right. And, and look, as I read in one of the pieces, particularly in, in, in Atlanta, uh, when they were talking about Belichick, and, you know, Coach Belichick's going to want to run his operation. Because right. he, he's been there, done that. And I think you, you know, one results. would say he's kind of earned, earned the right to do that. I think you could also argue that as a general manager, no, I want to give you some help in that area. But as one writer wrote um, when the Falcons went the other way, that maybe the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. Mm, okay. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, all right. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, A veteran coach in this game and and, uh, Andy Reid and a emerging veteran. Kyle Shanahan's been around for a little bit. He's no kid anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Bowl 58. Check him out. Solomon Wilcox. Great show. Worth worth your listen on Sirius XM, the opening drive. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mowing Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner, too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He does a great job. Thank you, Solomon. Appreciate it, Mike. Okay, y'all just don't understand. Y'all don't understand. More entertaining than the casinos of Las Vegas. More entertaining than some of the shows of Las Vegas. The one and only Matthew Judon. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. I mean, my man is singing. You were singing during the break. You want to, you want to start off Comic, singing? Comic Kings, y'all ever heard of okay, okay, come on. Uh, I don't know if it's copyright infringement. Okay, okay. All right, All right. Yeah, we got it. Thank, thank you. Thank you yeah, for saving yeah. me. They're like, wait a minute. Yeah, why'd you have them sing that on the air? We got to pay a lot of money. Right, right. So I got to start off here. 
One, congratulations, because I hear you're opening a restaurant yep. in Dallas. Yep. In the restaurant, tell us about the restaurant. Our restaurant's called Nine Kitchen and, and Lounge. And, uh, you know, nah, there, nah, it yeah. there it is. But uh, it's a, a play on Southern cuisine. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, you come in there to get a feel good experience. You know, you just, when you want to go somewhere and you're like, dang, where should I take my mom? She's coming in town. Where should I take the in-laws? You know, bring them to nine, two, three hours. You're going to have a good time. You're going to be serviced like they were serving me. And then, you know, they're going to be full and fed and they get off your nerve for the rest <laughs> of the night. So, uh, uh, but honestly, I, I think it was just something kind of lacking in the area. Uh, we down downtown in Victory Park. It's going to be quality food, quality people. Uh, we making sure everything is top notch. Uh, you know, I even talked talked to Shannon. I'm trying to get some Laportier up in there. Okay. Yeah. So if you know, right. uh, but I'm just trying to trying to bring my uniqueness to the city of Dallas. Now, so Southern cuisine. Mm-hmm. All right. Now you know. I told you. Before we started, you know where I'm going next. Uh-huh. 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 Because I need you to retract the statement, the outrageous statement that you once made at a podium in front of the media. You once said that mac and cheese needs to be gone. Mm-hmm. So Southern cuisine, mac and cheese, hand in hand, you got to serve mac and cheese. Here. I, I'm a mac and cheese connoisseur now. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I turned over a new leaf. What happened? No, okay. You know, see, you ain't gonna lie to me. <laughs> I, uh, it's a business. You I, made a business decision. I didn't turn over a, a new leaf. Uh, oh, come on. No, uh, come I on. still, I still don't eat it. Uh, but you serve it. I, I, I. You won't personally serve it. We, it's, it's on the menu. It's on the menu. It's on the menu. People have tasted it. They said it tastes well, good. It's Cause functional. Because I love, hey Matthew, I love to support you. I want to come. I feel like I need to take a stand. If there's no mac and cheese in there, I don't know if I can. I, can, I don't know if I can go. Oh, you gonna you gonna protest a brick and mortar? That's correct. <laughs> Biggest signs. <laughs> they don't serve mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Get out of the way. Get uh, out of the way. Yeah, no, nah, uh, yeah. we we serve it, but yeah, it's it's just a, uh, it's just something I wanted to do. That's where I live, and that's just something I've been passionate about. I love to eat. I've been all over the world. In different cities, state to state, and I feel like we're bringing a unique niche to Dallas and to where everybody can come, and you can feel included. And if you don't want to be included, you can be excluded, still have the food, and still have the experience. Oh, that's awesome! Well, congratulations on that. When is Thank it open? Uh, March uh, March fifteenth. That's Mar- what we're shooting for. Yep. March fifteenth. Mm-hmm. So. Tell me where you are. Last time we saw you on the field, you had unfortunately left with an injury. How are you doing uh, with your rehab? Uh, I'm good. I feel like I'm fully functional now. Got all my strength back, all my mobility back. Uh, right now, it's just continuing to strengthen it, continue to strengthen the uh, muscles and the muscle groups around it, make sure that that never happens again. And so it's going to be, you know, for everything. You know, just make you got to continue to strengthen something once it, once you damage it. But uh, I feel like if you know, if I could play to, uh, this Sunday, I would. What's it going to be like playing for a coach who gets some of your same references in your same age bracket? 
coach Gerard Mayo, what uh, head coach Gerard Mayo? You've seen him coach, but now as the head coach, what what do you think that's going to be like? I think I think it's going to be unique. I think uh, Mayo is going to bring uh, something different to the Patriots. We have seen in the last you know era or dynasty of the Patriots, we have seen the same head coach, the same you know person behind behind the wheel, uh, and he's just passing it over. But Mayo has tutelage from Bill he you know grew up in that system he was a leader in the fortune 500 and then he came back and he coached some of the better linebackers in the NFL so he has he has success in business he has success in football and he has success at coaching and I think this is just a bigger piece of the pie that he's biting off and I think he's gonna exceed everybody's expectations I think the way he the way he connects with the players is going to have us playing at a different speed and a different you know just wanting to play for them you see those coaches you know like the lions they they love their coach they oh, want yeah. to play they want to play for him and i think we have guys that you know genuinely love mayo and want to play for him and it's going to do everything that you can to be great for him well, I think y'all should have the first all-team dinner at your restaurant. Yeah. Hang out. Bring everybody together. Last year, there may be a little bit some some tension. Right. Let the tension go away. Two or three hours at your restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you know, when they come out there, we definitely going to have them there. I'm going to have a couple people there at the opening and stuff. But I think uh, it's nothing's going to be better, you know, than – just win, winning games. Love it. Matthew Judon, appreciate you. Live from Vegas. Thanks for hanging out. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously. Shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> No one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.